I need your, I need your amen. So I, I, I love my amen, Tony. <laughs> amen. This morning, I'm going to go on, we're going to talk about discerning the voice of God. And I really want you to be awake and ready to write and, and ready to, to, to uh, get in tune um, with, with what God is wanting to do. Um, because I'm going to shed some light on some things that I believe are going to bless you and help you understand and give you clarity about your destiny. Amen. Discerning the voice of God. If I was to subtitle this, I would subtitle it, Heard but not healed. How many of you are tired of being heard but not healed? How many of you are tired of praying but not seeing the manifestation? I wish I had some real people in here. How many of you are tired of saying stuff and praying stuff, but, but, but you're ready to see what God said? Come on, I'm not to provoke your faith this morning. Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to see everything that I say. I don't want to say anything on mistake. I, whenever I say something, whatever I say, I want to start seeing. Amen. Heard, but not healed. Heard, but not healed. Discerning the voice of God. Can you turn the monitor down? I, I think I hear a little feedback. Or is it the cord? Hallelujah. Luke 4, 17 through 22. Are we ready? When you get ready, can you say amen? I want you to be ready. Luke 4, 17 through 22. And it was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book... He found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has what? Anointed, Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, today. Somebody said today. today. Come on, say it again. Today. today. Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all bore, all bore witness to him and marvel at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, it is this not Joseph's son? Now, Joe, uh, Raymond, can you, can you maybe come unplug this one and see if that's what that noise is? Thank you. And they began to say to him, today this scripture is what? Fulfilled in your hearing. One of the things that I want you all to understand is, Jesus, before going through the wilderness, before getting anointed by God, was a man and a woman just like you. Well, he wasn't a woman, but he was a man. 
He was a mere man. In fact, he could not do anything as God until the Bible says he grew in wisdom and in stature, which means he still had to grow. Which means any excuse you give Jesus for being Jesus, you misinterpret what you're reading in the scriptures because even Jesus had to grow into who he was. He had to grow into wisdom. He had to grow into stature. The Bible said he had favor with a man and God, which means he had to grow into that. But when it was his time, he went to the synagogues and he picked up the scriptures and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He found it. And he's anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. To, 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 uh, to recover sight to the blind. Uh, to preach the gospel to the poor. It sent me to heal the broken heart. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And recover sight to the blind. And set those who are liberty oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Somebody say this is the acceptable year. One thing I want you to understand about the September year while I'm there, before I turn it, is that, that this is the year of grace. Which means you're never going to get people saved by giving them the rebuke. You're going to have to give them the grace of God. You have to teach them the grace and the love and the mercies of God. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what he means. Which means they're accepted. They don't have to work to get in. The reason why people are not getting in because you're still causing them to work. You're not working hard enough. You're not praying hard enough. You're not reading hard enough. But you don't realize it's only the goodness of God that makes them do that. So until the goodness starts to be seen through you, they won't see whether they need to start doing that. Somebody say, I am an influence. Come on, say, I am an influence. That's why this year you need to put a smile on your face instead of a sour look on your face. Because those you're called to influence, they're more happy to go to do their thing. They go to the club and tell you, hey, you ready to go? You're like, cool, I'm going because my life ain't no good better anyway. Let's go ahead and get in here. Ain't nothing wrong with the club, you know, until you get over that hump. But, but you have to understand that God is, people are looking for somebody they can lean on to trust in their God. And it best to be the God that you serve. But they won't serve your God before they serve the God that you serve based on what you are living out of. That's why it's important for you to understand how to walk through mastery while I'm going here. Because if you don't understand how to use the sword correctly, you're going to keep cutting people where you're not supposed to use that much of the sword. You don't handle your family with the, all of the word of God like that. I don't use the sword of the spirit on my family. I might use the back end of the sword, the paddle end, but most of you, you're pulling out what the Bible said. And that's why your children grow up in rebellion of you because all you're doing is pulling out everything you pull out is a sword. But when the devil comes, you pull out the paddle. <laughs> How mixed up is that? The sword is for the enemy, the adversary. But for your family, for other peoples, you need to use the other side of it. You use the back of it, but you don't use the sharp end. It's for God to use the sharp end to do what he needs to do to cut the things in you and then give you the, the, the wisdom to use the tools that he gives you. Can you say amen? amen? So Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus. How many of y'all know that Jesus' name is only as powerful as you understand his name. I'm going to help with a lot of us today. <coughs> How many of y'all see people use Jesus' name and it just didn't? Mm. 
Never disregard in Jesus' name. And I asked my brother back there if I can tell his testimony. When he came, uh, Jose, you, 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 I'm going to share the testimony, okay? When he came, when I first met him, there was something going on, and it, caused, it was causing him to shake. He didn't know what it was. He came to service. Honor, honorably, he came to service. When y'all saw him come up there, I didn't start serving until I what? Pray for him. When I said, in Jesus' name, come out, I knew what I was saying. A couple of days later, I asked him, why are you not shaking anymore? He said, well, stop when you pray for me. I, I wish you would have told me that last week. I would have, we could have built some more faith. But what you have to understand, when you know Jesus' name, you keep looking for things to happen the way you want to see it. Instead of walking in the character of the name, that you're saying. Ah, I'm moving too fast. And he begins to say to them today, the scriptures are what? Fulfilled in your hearing. Scriptures are only fulfilled when the person comes. When the character of the person comes. Why was the scriptures fulfilled? Because Jesus was the person who fulfilled it. They didn't understand. That's why they were amazed. What's coming out of his mouth? And I'm going to show you why more they were amazed. Because it was actually the word that came. Which means you will never live out the Jesus for it to be powerful if you don't know the character of the coming of him. Somebody say his character. The word Jesus. When we say the word in the name of Jesus. See, we, we say it as a a, 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 a religious formula, but we, we, we believers don't understand. The name of Jesus is not a religious formula. I come out in Jesus' name. Come out in Jesus. It's not a religious formula. I pray in the Jesus' name. Cover me in Jesus' name. It's not a what? The word, when we look at the word, uh oh, it's called anoma. Somebody say anoma. The definition, when you say in Jesus' name, what you're saying is, I'm saying it in the anoma, the name, the authority. I'm saying it in the manifestation, revelation of someone's character. Somebody say character. Which means, that's why I told you, it's a difference when you believe in Jesus and you believe on Jesus. When you learn to believe on Jesus, you're not believing to wait for something to happen. You're putting it on them based on the character that's working in you. Ah, some of y'all ain't, ain't hearing me this morning. When I say in the name of Jesus, I'm really saying because of the character of what he did. I'm not even saying because I'm saying it right. But I'm saying because of the character of the, him, of what he is. Jesus went to the temple. They didn't know he showed up. The, the words they've been speaking was just a letter for years. They were astounded. Who is this man talking in authority? We've been reading scriptures, but we never heard authority. The problem with us is we're reading scriptures with no character. So when you say in Jesus' name, 
You have to learn how to build the character of knowing him. When I say, and this is how I pray a lot of times, Jesus, what did I just do to you? I just said, the character of what he's done, be done. The character of what he's done, what? So you're not just saying a name. The problem with us is why it's not effective is because you keep saying a name. But you're misinterpreting the character. Let me go a little deeper. This is why you need to be authorized in understanding the knowledge of him. Because when you don't know all about who Jesus is, do you know those scriptures show us Jesus? The scriptures are there to show you what? Him. So when you see him, you know him. Now when you say him, you believe him. Somebody say it's done. So the manifestation of the revelation of someone's character. Let me tell you something. I can't say I have character if I'm always changing. I can't even trust in somebody that's always changing. If God is not a God that changed, why are we double thinking when we say Jesus? Why, why are you doubting when you say in the name of... The reason why the name don't work because there's doubt with you just declaring the name as a religious formula. Because you say it in hope. I'm trying to help y'all. You're saying it in what? Hope of something. You're not saying it that it's finished. Are y'all getting this? When you pray, you shouldn't be praying on a wish. You should be praying on a done. Y'all not ready. Can I hear an amen or something yet? We don't have to shut this short in 10 minutes. You, you, you got to learn how to pray on a finished work. Not a maybe work. The reason why the name is a religious formula because you pray in hope. You don't, you pray in guess. Because I said the name, maybe. Huh? Do you know what you just said? In Jesus' name, be so. Somebody said, say, say it without doubting. Which means you need to learn how to say the name without doubting what you're saying. Because in Jesus, there is no laws that causes, watch this. In that name, the character of him comes not even based on what you did. Not even based on your righteousness. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So you have to understand that the name is powerful, but it's not, it's not powerful if you're going to use it in a religious formula. Just because you say the name of Jesus don't mean it's going to work if you don't know the character. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Can I hear amen? amen? 
A couple of scriptures. And thou shalt call on the name of what? Jesus, for he shall save. Shall bring forth the son, and they shall call in his name with Emmanuel, which Jesus have a lot of different names. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of, there's a lot of names to who he is. That's why some people rebuke you because you, you don't say Yahshua. How I many of y'all have some people say, oh, you ain't saying it right. That's a man-made name. You know what's so interesting about that? The name that they're trying to say that's a man-made name, it's, it's also man-made they're trying to give you. People don't critically think. It's the weirdest thing. But because you didn't say Yahshua, I, he didn't hear you. Huh. You don't know what you're talking about. Because it's not in the saying, it's in the what? Say it again. It's not in the what? Saying, it's in the what? So even if you say boo boo the fool and you know the character, <laughs> the problem with us is we love to get the work of God. We want to work for something. You ain't saying it right. That's why, no, 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 no. You're misinterpreting character for name. Because the human name, the earthly name is Jesus. That's not the Hebraic name. But people will argue you down. You're not saying the name right. But the name not even working for them. Let me come out of that. Hebrews 4, 1 through 3. Therefore, since the promise remains to enter his rest, let us fear least of you. Some have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to what? I'm just making sure you pay attention. As well as to what? To them. To them. But the word which they heard did not what? Them. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who believe do enter the rest. And he said, I swore to my wrath, they, they shall not enter the rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So he said, you heard the word. Somebody say, I heard the word. I heard the word. But the word, you don't have to say this, but the word doesn't stick. Not being mixed with what? Which means it doesn't matter what you hear if you don't have an ear to hear. I'm going to say that again. It doesn't matter what you hear if you don't have an ear to. This is why you waste time with people who you, don't, you can't discern that have an ear to hear. You spend all that time talking to them thinking that they got an ear. They don't have an ear yet. Until you learn how to provoke an ear, you're just talking. Until you learn to discern how to provoke a people to have an ear to hear, you're just talking. He said they heard and been preached to them, but not being mixed with faith in those who heard it, it didn't profit. Which means if you don't have an ear to hear, you're not going to be able to profit on the things of the Spirit. Somebody said, here to hear. One of the things I want you to understand, God is always speaking. The problem with us is not that God is not speaking. The problem with us is we're not learning to hear. Somebody say, I want to hear. Let me show you something here. Psalms 4, 8, 4, 8. What is a man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you will what? Huh? So you saying you, 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 you visit men? Let me ask you something. Is the visit based on your works or is it based on his 
his finished work. Oh, so he visits men not on what you did. Oh, so you've been saying God is not speaking to me. You've been saying God is not visiting me. You've been saying God is not here for me. But he said, I visit man. So let me ask you, who are you? Did God not show up? Or did you just not perceive? Are you, did God not visit? Or did God not pass your way? Or did you not perceive? You know the interesting thing about God? He's always walking around as if he's not coming to you. And he's looking for you to catch him. Hey, wait, wait, don't leave me. He said, no, I came to visit you. He said, what you mean? You about to walk off? No, I was seeing him. You was going to catch me while I was going on the move. That's why he said, I'm a God that hides myself. I want to see if you can distinguish where I am. This is why Abraham, when the three men of God, found the eight, three angels came up, he said, um, he said, man of God. Hold on, there's three men. Why are you saying man of God? Because he learned how to distinguish which one was God. Most of us have not learned to distinguish God's voice. You know what's so interesting? We, learned, we know the devil voice real good. How many of y'all know when the devil talks? But you know what's so interesting? When God talks, we need three confirmations. We need seven prophecies. We need 20 provokings. We need 15 activations. Why is it when the devil speaks, you know, but when the God speaks? And you know what's so interesting? When somebody asks you, what did God say? You find something to say that he said. It's so, it's, it's so interesting. Can you say amen? So why are we not knowing that God is speaking? Somebody say God is speaking. God is speaking. The Bible says, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and have crowned him with glory. You have made him in to have dominion over the works of your hand and have put him over all things under his feet, all sheep, all oxen, even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and that pass through the pass of the sea. What is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you are visiting? Somebody say he's visiting you. One thing I'm going to show you is that the problem with us is we're missing, missing our visitation. The reason why you're not where you, you, you feel that you're supposed to be because you're missing your hour of visitation. There is a time that God shows up, but if you don't know how to perceive his show up, you miss up, you mess up. You miss it. Somebody say visitation. If anyone has an ear to what? Let him hear. Hear, let him hear. Then he said to them, take heed to what you hear with the same measure you use, the measure to you uh, will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will, be, more will be given. Excuse me. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. How is it that when you... Depending on the way you're hearing is determining about what you're getting and what you're gaining or losing. 
have an ear to hear, more will be given to you. But if you haven't learned to hear, let me prove it. Let me show you something. Because we, we're just going to move. I'm going to show you something. Can you can you restart the uh, just just um, just um, 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 there's another slide in there. Refresh it for me. Refresh it for me. Somebody said ear to hear. Ear to hear. God is speaking, whether you know it or not. But let me tell you something. You have many voices that's going on at the same time. You got the voice of your house. You got the voice of your children. You got the voice of your spouse. You got the voice of your job. You got the voice of your boss. You got the voice of what's going on. You got the voice of anxiety. You got the voice. You got all these voices going on. And God is saying, do you have an ear to hear? Are you deciphering through the voices that you're hearing? How are you filtering from what you... How do you know? Are you filtering what you hear? This is why it's important for people to understand how to grow in the spirit. Because if you're not growing in the spirit by default, nobody can walk you down the pathway of hearing. It's only so far you can go because everything that you do on your own is going to be manipulated by what you're hearing about life. Let me tell you something. Nobody can tune the devil out of you. This is why he said, casting down what? Arguments, high things. What God does with you is build your ear. Somebody say, he's building my ear. That's why some things move you and some things don't. Because when you grow up, what you used to hear, it doesn't touch you anymore. Why? Because you know the truth about it now. You know how you say, quiet devils. God says, you can't quiet them. <laughs> devils, be quiet over their life. Gospel, uh, you can't quiet them. You're going to have to build an ear. Because there are always going to be voices. But until you learn how to build your spirit, to filter the voices through the spirit, they're always going to be dominant over the spirit. Let me show you something. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Watch this. Somebody, come on. You know what? We're going to do a Bible study because you guys sleeping this morning. I'm ready to, 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 to put on the last slide. Read that for me. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, uh -huh. I shall be a... Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Therefore, if I don't know the what? Wait! So a voice is not just words. It's a what? Huh? It's not only a language, it's a meaning to the language. Somebody said there's a meaning to every voice. Come on, say there's a meaning to every voice. Continue, I'm sorry. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to uh -huh. who speaks. And he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Stop right there. 
Therefore, if I don't know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks. Which means some of us are foreigners and God is trying to teach us how to be sons. This is why, can I give y'all a secret real quick? This is why at the last day, nobody's going to have an excuse that you, God didn't come for you. You're going to say, God, I didn't know you came for me. And he's going to say, no, I've been speaking the whole time. You decided not to listen. Yeah. Ah. I knocked on the door. You didn't want to open. You wanted to stay a foreigner. Faith comes by. Huh? So what he's saying is, most of us are, the, the voice of your destiny is foreign to you. But it's speaking. This is why the world is, let me tell y'all something. See, let, let me wake y'all up real quick. Do you know sinners here? You know why they got more than us as believers? Because they're here better than us. Somebody say, God speaks. That's why your idea get into the wrong hands. Because God still put the idea out there. That's why he said, uh, whether you are a sinner or you're not, uh, God is a maker of them all. But if you are, you're still hearing like a foreigner, you're going to miss the voice. Let me tell you all something. God is already putting out the ideas that's going to make you the, the thing that you're supposed to be this year, but you can't hear. He's already giving you the sequences to your development, to your destiny, to what you're going to do this year that's going to be above and beyond. I, above all else, I wish that you prosper. Be, ah, let me cut this off. Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to what? Excel. Therefore, let him speak in a tongue. Pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? And I pray in the spirit, and I also pray with understanding. And if I sing in the spirit, I will also sing in the, with understanding. What God is trying to help you understand is you must understand the sequence of the level of the spirit. You must understand the sequence and the level of the language of the spirit. If you misinterpret the language of the spirit, you will always misinterpret your life. That's why we, a lot of us are still guessing our days, guessing our life. And God is saying, I got a language. I'm giving you the sequence of it. You're still guessing what idea he called you to do. The reason why? Because you're not filtering right. He's speaking, but you're filtering through the wrong place. You're grabbing the wrong place. You're still guessing on the wrong thing. Somebody say, God is speaking. Why is it that you double think God when he speaks, but you don't double think the enemy when he speaks. You, you, you don't double think doubt, but you double think God. The reason why we don't double think doubt, because we're more familiar with it. The reason why we don't double think, double think doubt and fear is because we're familiar with it. Come on, but I declare I'm coming out of that this morning. I declare we're coming out of that this morning. Somebody said, God is speaking to me. What are you looking for? What 
did you come in here to look for? Do you know what you're looking for? He's speaking. But the problem is, it's not that he's not speaking. It's the conscience and the filter that you're bringing the words through. How can, let me, let me ask you something. How can sinful Pharaoh who worshiped idols had conversations with God? Abraham walked across with his wife. He said, don't tell him you're my wife. They're going to kill you. I can't tell them you're my wife. They're going to kill you. They went across the lines, the city lines, and, and the king said, hey, that woman there, bring her to my castle. The king, God spoke to the king. He said, hey, what you doing with his wife? He said, hold on, God, what you mean? His wife. I didn't know that was his wife. He said, since you got his wife, go give him a seat so I don't kill you. Y'all ain't, ain't ready this morning. I want you to go give him a You are a sinner, but God gave you the opportunity to live. You're not even committed to God. The problem with believers is we don't think the world can hear God. But they hear God more than believers. It's interesting. When somebody who come out of the world hear God, they go run with the things of God. But get a believer, they skip it. Did I hear God? Five years. Did I hear God? When are you going to learn that the voice of God is trying to get you to understand? He's speaking. Somebody say, he's speaking to me. This is why God even gives you opportunities and people give you opportunities that you think that was supposed to give you. You keep looking for Christians to give you opportunities. When he said the wealth of the wicked is later for the what? Which means there's going to be unjust people that be like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but something spoke to me. Huh? Amen. Something spoke to me and just told me to give you this opportunity. They don't know how to explain it, but something what? Spoke to them. Who spoke to them? But it's interesting, they know what spoke to them, but we do. Somebody said the voice of God. You're hearing more than you're thinking you're hearing. The question of God is why you don't take it serious. That's why he said, wake, O sleeper, arise. Know what the will of the Lord is. Let me tell y'all something. When I say God puts a moratorium, that did not mean he put a moratorium in his voice. The moratorium comes with the grace because you're not entrusted because of your commitment level. Your desire level is still, your affections are still into the things of the world. Does that make sense? But God is still speaking. Somebody say God is speaking. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, the meaning of the voice, therefore when God speaks, if I don't know what he's saying, the Bible says that you are a barbarian. You're a foreigner. Somebody said, I'm not a foreigner today. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm, I'm going to learn how to hear his voice. He's saying, because you don't know to speak this language, you're misinterpreting what I'm trying to do to you. Most of us, we're supposed to have the same language. We don't. Because you're still speaking the language of carnality. 
when God is trying to give you the language of the Spirit, you still speak in the language of what they did to you. And that root of bitterness is causing you to do the root of bitterness. To do the same thing in your life, thinking that's giving you a pass. Do you understand the language? It comes with the meaning. Somebody say it comes with the meaning. This is why, now I'm going to help y'all understand sequence. Somebody say sequence. sequence. Now I'm going to need my engineers to help me with this because this is a deep mystery. I know I got one that's deep. He deep like that. He was deep in mastery. That's my deep brother there. We've been in Revelation for all day. We're going to go get lunch, man. We're going to just go down those roads. What I want you to understand is there's a sequence in voice. Somebody say sequence. sequence. Am I right? I'm going to show you something. Because there are voices that are speaking. What is the voice trying to do? Bring what? Meaning. Ah. What is the voice trying to do? Bring what? Meaning. So every voice, even the adversary voice, is trying to bring meaning to you. Somebody say sequence. Let me show you something. Go back here. When you go to get your hearing checked, the normal range, they say what, is, is, is 0 to 20 dB? I don't even, what is dB? Decibels. Decibels. I know the rest of it. I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I like dB. The difference between hearing and listening. Hearing is the act of perceiving. Sound. Hearing is an act of what? Perceiving what? And receiving sound waves, vibrations through the ear. But listening is an act of hearing a sound, watch this, and understand what you heard or hearing. Listening requires concentration so that the brain process meaning the words in synthesis. Which means, watch this, when you speak their sequences. Somebody say sequence. That's why when you when you used to listen to your music, see, some of us don't even know what the music was saying, but the, the, the sound. Somebody say the sound. All of us just sometimes some of boom, boom. Because the sound, the frequency, did something to you and opened you up. I'm trying to show y'all something. How many of y'all let me ask you something. When you listen to a love song, what do you feel? When I started hitting my jams when I was in high school, I just walked with my wife. When you hear, you know, when you hear, when you hear a worship song, what do you want to do? There's a sequence in sound. I'm going to teach y'all something because this is why the adversary is tricking the world. They understand sequences of sound. So they create sounds to bring words into them. This is why many of us think we're worshiping. We're not worshiping. You just heard a sequence of sound. We don't really know what worship is. We don't. We hear sequences of sound. We think because the sound is going on, we're worshiping. We're not. So you're thinking because there is an emotional feeling 
that something is happening. But God doesn't regulate it as, as, as worship. Sound is good because it can get you to a place of worship. Ha! I use sound. I don't have to all the time. I use sound because it can get you to a place of worship. But sound and this frequency that hit you does not mean, just because you feel something don't mean you're worshiping. So the adversary understands sequences of sound. That's why they got them, boy, them guys that ride down the earth. Boom, 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 boom. And some of y'all, y'all say, but y'all like, ooh, that sound hit my soul. Hey, hey. Oh, you know, like, oh, Jesus, Lord, help me. I was at the gas station one time, pumping my gas. Somebody pulled on the, hit the jam. How do I remember that? Why? Because when the frequency was going, the words came in. This is why I'm teaching you something. Watch this. This is why you need to understand the anointing. Those of you who can read, you, you already understand what I'm saying here. This is the difference between those who speak the word of God and those who speak the word of God. Somebody say different frequency. Ah! I'm going to cut it. Y'all ain't ready for today. I'm done. Until you understand frequency, you're going to keep praying broken prayers. Until you understand, until you get the character of God and speak the purest form of him, the frequency of him will never touch that life. Somebody say frequency. This is why when you speak the word of God to certain people, they're like, I don't know what, when you said that, that just did something to me. Huh? How did it do something to you? Because there was something more than what you were saying. There was base. There are frequencies in base. Somebody say base. What, what is the average frequency in the base? Do you know? Is a long range? What was the high range? The tremble. Okay. So, so you got high ranges and what? Low ranges. Okay? Depending on... <laughs> I want you to understand something. Your heart has a frequency. You have, there's a frequency to the, the code of who you are. If you know how to minister in God, in His frequency, you can discern the frequency on how to get through to this person's heart. Because you're not just talking. You're giving them a frequency that they cannot deny. Ah, I'm trying to help you understand. There are things that God is trying to help you understand. It is not only my spirit, but when you speak, you're speaking as an oracle. There is a frequency in the word that's alive. And it moves upon the people, and they don't know how their heart is open to receiving what you're saying. Same like you don't know how your heart is open to receive those songs that you play. That's why they give kids songs to remember. What are they doing? They put it in a song frame. Why? Because they know. 
the heart opens with the frequency and they can put inside anything that they want to get. So the Holy Ghost is putting frequencies in your mouth. I wish I had somebody excited about this this morning. I wish I had somebody hungry this morning. The Holy Spirit is trying to put frequencies in your mouth. You know why people don't change? Because you don't have no frequency. It's limited. They're like, I hear your song, but I'm not jamming to it. Ah. You, it's just offbeat. It's just offbeat. But when you hear the song, ah, that's my jam. Why is it your jam? Now you go into it. Ah, what are you doing? You're opening up to what it, you're receiving what it's giving. Why y'all, why y'all act like y'all done been in a club? <laughs> Come on. That friend of boom, they didn't even start singing yet. Boom, 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 boom. They know how to get you going. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? The base of the frequency is moving and vibrating your being. And it's creating an ear to hear. You're going to have to read through the lines. As a man thinking in this. This is why you start becoming what you're hearing. Because what you don't realize is what's going on in here is coming in here. That's why it's not that uh, you don't need to listen to that. But what you don't realize is everything that you're listening to, it's not only staying here, it's coming down here. Because the frequencies are allowing you to open up to that. And it's imparting into you the jam, the words, and reinforcing those words in your being. That's why most of our souls are messed up because we're reinforcing things that the frequency had made. Most of us doing is because he's learned 
how to tap into certain frequencies. Can I prove it for a second? Let me tell you something. The Tower of Babel, most of us don't really understand. When they were building that tower, what did God say? If I don't stop them. Now, let me ask you something. What, wait, wait, wait. You God. Huh? He said, if I don't stop them, they're going to do this and nobody can stop them. What people don't realize is they tapped into a frequency. You know why you don't believe it, 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 that they can see that far? Because you still don't know that witches can see your head. I didn't know that either. I, I've learned that. Prophets are prophets, no matter if they're using it wrong. Everything that God is trying to get you to understand is, I'm speaking. But depending on your ear, is what you're going to manifest. But if you keep allowing the world to have a lot, let me tell y'all something. Throughout the day, there's many voices. There's many problems. Like I said, the voice of life. The voice of huh, I woke up this morning, the, the, the world, I got responsibility, that, those are voices. <laughs> but if you don't know how to get into faith, get into the spirit, guess what? When God comes, he's not your first priority. There's other voices that you make priority. Somebody say, I'm going to hear his voice. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to turn his voice. Which means if you don't learn to get in the spirit, you're always going to allow other voices to lead. Do y'all understand when you're in the spirit, there are so much things that's going on in the spirit. God can have three ideas for you that will make you, that will bring, some of y'all, you listen, you won't be a thousandaire anymore. You'll quadruple it. Thank you. But the problem is not because God don't have it for you. The problem is you don't have an ear to Let me give you this last thing. Common hindrances. Common hindrances of hearing. Hidden sins. Disappointment with God. Unresolved grief and offense. Demonic oppression. Overdependence in mind and reason. Having mindsets or idols in the heart. Inner impressions that we receive that come from three different sources, self, selfishness, evil spirit, evil demanding, Holy Spirit, that's good. What are you hearing? Somebody say, what are you hearing? Say, what am I hearing? Are you being hindered by life? Or are you allowing the Spirit of God be the forefront of your hearing? There are always going to be things that are trying to override and that's greater, that try to come to your hearing. But if you don't learn the voice of God, those things will always be first. If you don't learn the now of God in your hearing, those doctrines are going to be first. Somebody say he's now. So 
Every time we make God optional, you thinking you're getting a service, but you're actually doing yourself a dis. You, even if you're letting somebody get you to a certain place, you're doing yourself a disservice. This is why. You're still limited in where you're walking. Because they only can give you what they can, what they can settle you in. Because if I give you more than you're ready for, you're going to walk on water because it's faith. But you're going to drown because you don't know how to attain it and sustain the voice. Ah. This is why it's dangerous to push you beyond your level of faith. Because if I get you on the water, it is real water. But because you don't have learned how to hear, the very thing that was supposed to bless you can be a curse to you. Because we haven't learned how to stay keeping an ear. It's determined by what we feel. It's determined by what I'm, I'm doing. It's determined by my situation. Most believers, if your situation go down, you go down. You don't even know God. You get angry with God. I don't get that. But you get angry. You don't, you don't even know God. You don't even know you're right with God anymore. How did you make a situation determine where you went right with God? That tells me, watch this, you don't have an ear to hear. That's why God said you should not be, watch this, do not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. You should know the times and the seasons. Most people are in the dark about the times and the you don't even know what season you're in. You don't know what time you're in. The reason why is because you're hearing other voices. What they said, what they said, how they said it. They hurt me. They did this. All of these voices, God is saying, shut them down. Somebody say, shut them down. Somebody say, God is speaking to me. Most of you are very prophetic. You got the words. You're hearing God. It's not that you're not hearing. It's what you're filtering it through. The adversary makes you think that you're not hearing right. No, you're hearing very perfectly. You're very accurate, too. The problem is you keep giving the devil the upper hand. And making you think that you're not right with God. Somebody say, I'm coming out. You can put it on some stuff. I'm done. The Bible says, Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called what? Today. Exhort each other daily. Why? It's called what? The problem with us, we're not learning to stay with the Spirit just today. You so focus on what needs to be. What's, but let me ask y'all something. If the world stopped today, you were so focused on tomorrow that you weren't prepared for what? What if the, everything ended today? What if every... Some of y'all scared of that. What if everything ended right now? You're so worried about... Strung out on yesterday and next week. He says, stop worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own worries. You need to learn how to keep the mind of God. Because you keep missing my mind today. You're letting the natural man override you. In fact, he's stealing what I gave you. 
Let me ask you something. How, how, how are we going to get the wealth of the wicked? When he said it's yours. How are all things mine? But I still, I'm not even knowing how to hear. God is not going to hand it to you. Just, ah, this is. In fact, he actually did hand it to us. But not the way you think he's handing it to you. You know how God hands it to you? Watch this. He told uh, uh, Moses, say, I want y'all to go and check out this land that God gave us. Huh? I want you to go and check out this land that what? That what? So who landed it? It's yours. What was the report they brought back? Huh. They big. They giant. I gave you the land. You're going to give me a report when I gave you the land? Is that the report you're bringing back to me? Are y'all hearing me? What did God tell you he gave you? Let me tell you something. God don't reveal nothing he hasn't given you. I'm, I'm not going to give no more. I'm, I'm going to leave y'all. You got to be hungry for this. God will never reveal what he ever gave you. Oh, so I don't have it. <laughs> the reason why we don't have it is because we keep bringing the wrong report. Ah, they don't, I don't got a promotion. Ah, they don't like me. Ah, well, you know what? I gotta keep, I got I just gotta keep up going with it. See, your reports are wrong. You're showing God you're not ready for what faith looks like. Yeah. And keeping faith in God. Are you all right with this? Somebody said, if I see it, it's mine. Come on, can y'all say that with a little more authenticity? Come on, say, if I see it, it's mine. Now, what seeing it are you talking about? If you're seeing it out there, you're wrong. If you see it in here. But you got to see it out there once you see it in here. God showed you some things, Nando. It's yours. He showed you some things. It's yours. He showed you some things. You keep praying. God, take me to the blessing. God, bring me to the... He said, I already did it. You came here. You keep praying like the Gentiles do. God, feed me. God, clothe me. He said, why do you keep praying those prayers? I got greater things. Greater things that I have for you. You keep praying that stuff that just want to satisfy your flesh. God, you know I got to eat. God, you know I got to, you got to, you know. He said, why are you still praying that? Don't you know I feed the birds? You don't think I'm going to feed you? Somebody say, I'm growing up. Come on, somebody say, I'm growing up. Stand to your feet if you can. This year, I declare you're not going to waste another year. 
I declare you're not going to procrastinate another year. I declare that you're going to come into hell all that God has put inside of you to come into. Turn it up just a little bit more for me. How many of you know God is speaking to you? Now let me ask you something. Why do you keep doubting his voice? There's a point with God when he says, because of your faithfulness to me, whatever you say, watch this, whatever you think is right. How many of y'all want to walk on that level? Whatever you think is right. Not whatever you say. Even if you think it, Moses, I'm going to make it happen. Just because you thought it. See, see, Abraham was walking with who? Who was Abraham? Who, who, saved, who got saved and his wife got to the pillar, pillar of salt? Lot. Abraham saved Lot. God didn't save Lot for Lot's sake. He saved Lot for Abraham's sake. Which means people are going to be saved for your sake. I don't know why I'm going there. Some people are still alive because of your sake, not theirs. Uh, I'm going to leave you alone. Many people, God, keep going because of your sake, not theirs. Which means when you don't understand the realms of God, you can misinterpret what's keep being upkept because of you. Their life is really dependent on you. God will take them out of here, but you. He cares about how you're going to feel about it. What have you been... There are things that God is saying, I'm trying to get to you. I hear your prayers. But the problem is because you're not hearing what I'm saying, you keep praying the same thing. And then you go into doubt. Let's not hear like a barbarian. But let's hear in sequence to know what the will of the Lord is. The Bible says, do not waste time. Redeem the time. Somebody say, I'm going to redeem the time. Come on, say, I'm going to redeem the time. This year, it's important that you redeem the time. What does the redeem the time mean? Redeeming the time does not mean that you just take care of what was, what take, what was taken. It means you learn how to go into overflow. You are greater than what you think about yourself. The problem is you keep thinking, thinking by yourself, for yourself, by yourself. Somebody say, get out of self. Get out of self. Oh, I don't know about you. Sometimes I get in the self. I need to get out of self. I feel naked about playing my kids out and lost my ring. You gotta learn how to get out of self. I can do nothing in my own strength. I have to come over into the grace of God. I don't live in Joshua. I live in the grace of Joshua. I don't live as a husband. I live in the grace of a husband. I don't live as a preacher. I live in the grace of a man of God. The problem with you is you wake up you. 
come. I don't deserve what I'm supposed you thinking I deserved it still. See, you think, oh, you, you want to know each other? You think you deserve it still. You still think that you have to deserve it not knowing that God just gave it to you because you're a son and a daughter. But you don't know it's your mind that's keeping you from it. How, if he's going to give it to them, why won't he give it to you? We got the wrong mind frame of God. We really don't understand it. We look at the sinner so bad, not knowing that he no more principles of faith than you. <laughs> Let me come out of that. Why? Because he understands how to hear in sequences of things. Although he's not submitted to God. I, I, I'm going to have to teach this a little deeper. I, I'm, I'm, I, I can tell. I used to think that too. But that's why we're getting beat in the spirit. If you stay natural, you're going to live natural. You're always going to be wishing. But if you learn to be spiritual, God called you to souls. He's going to bless you because you're going to bless them. Some of you, you're trying to be something that you're not supposed to be. What if God wanted you to just be a millionaire just to, just to fund the gospel? But you keep looking at the one that's going to do all these business as their sinner. Huh? No, you just came here. We look at business of the man of God because you're the prayer. He got more than you. If we're going to go down that road. Come on, let's be honest. Either God is going to do it or he won't. All this passivity, it won't live, it won't survive. You even got to know when the Spirit of God is speaking. He said, I'm not leaving you or forsaking you. I'm not going to leave you broken, busted, and disgusted. That's not a testimony. The reason why they come not coming to your salvation is because they got to feed you to get you to your God. If you learn to be the unique you that you came to earth for, forget everybody else. I say forget everybody else. Be the unique you that God created from the beginning. And live in the inspiration of the spirit with the character of what he's telling you to operate in. Ideas, that's why I tell you, sometimes I get so many ideas, it's not even for me. But I can't push you in that because if I put you on water, <laughs> I don't want to see you drown later. Until we learn how to sustain faith. Stop leaving faith when you leave church. Most of us come here, and the reason why I know if you're spiritual or not, I know if you spend time during the week. The reason why we don't, because we're still trying to gain from what we are doing. And God is saying, I'm trying to get your commitment from your compassion, from your, your commitment, from your desire of your heart. A world needs him. And the him that they need needs to come through the unique you, not the you that's trying to be like everybody else.
There's no way Christians should be not doing anything when the world is in the in the shaft. There's no it's impossible for anybody that's a Christian to say they don't know what to do when there's everything to do. That tells me you're not seeing, you're not filtering what you think you're seeing. What is the answer that God called you to bring to the world? Somebody say it's my time. This morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you individually that this year go to your advantage. We're going to do communion after it. I'm going to get each one of you and I want to pray for you individually. And I'm going to pray for you that this year that the enemy don't put you in a lackadaisical brain fog. But you be inspired by the Spirit of God. That you hunger for something. Your answer is right here. Somebody said the answer is here. The answer is here. But it's up to you. By your Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the gift that you've given us. The gift of life. The gift of life. If we have nothing to be thankful for,